We know there are times where you're just too busy to sort through the mass of information that comes your way. So to make it easier for you to stay informed, subscribe to The Morning Agenda, WITF's news podcast, where the only agenda is you. Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC's orthopedics team, offering hip, knee, joint, spine, and back treatments. Learn more at upmc.com slash centralpaortho. New year, new me. Uh, We've all been there, right? I know I have. And according to a report from the Fisher College of Business, only 9% of Americans that make resolutions complete them. And in fact, research goes on to show that only 23% of, uh, no, actually 23% of people quit their resolution by the end of the first week and 43 quit by the end of January. So today, we're going to help you stay more committed to those resolutions. I know I need it. And joining us on The Spark is psychologist Dr. Latinia Shell, who is a licensed professional counselor by the State Board of PA, nationally certified by the National Board of Certified Counselor as a national certified counselor and certified clinical mental health counselor, as well as nationally certified by the Center for Credentialing and Education at as an approved clinical supervisor and provides individual therapy for adolescents, teens, and adults. And I'm hoping that uh, she can let us know how we could stay more committed to our New Year's resolutions. Dr. Shell, hello. How are you doing today? Hello, hello, hello. Happy New Year to you. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes, indeed. I, I mean, I, I couldn't think of anybody else to have uh, in, in this brand new New Year to help us uh, stick to our New Year resolutions uh, because we want to be successful in 2024, excuse me. Uh, so before we get into the New Year resolution discussion, I do want the folks to know at home who exactly you are. So can you uh, um, um, tell us, how did you get into this field of psychology? Yes, well, I will say this. It all started with my high school counselor, uh, Mr. Allen Hopkins. I'll give him a shout out. Um, (laughs) And he was so helpful. I'm a first-generational college student, Mm. and he poured so much into me. So I wanted to give back. So that's kind of what started my journey. I was a school counselor for 10 years, uh, got my doctorate, became a college professor, so currently I'm assistant professor at Grand Canyon University mm. and I have my private practice. So I'm all about giving back to the community and the clients that I serve. And now um, you said uh, it's, it's all about giving back. So what was it about that specific field that that wanted uh, that you wanted to use that as an engine to give back versus other fields? Absolutely. Well, my mother, you know, she was a single parent raising me um, in the in the city, mm. and so we received lots and lots of services, and so that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to give back, uh, especially in the community that I live in and that I serve. And um, um, one more question here: um, therapy. Uh, we know that in certain cultures, uh, it, it's kind of looked at as as a bad thing. So, uh, dealing with certain cultures, how, how do you deal with the um, negative stigma of of therapy and communicate that this is kind of a good thing and not as bad? 
Yes. Well, I don't know if you can see my shirt, but it says therapy is for the culture. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that we have to normalize it. We Mm. have to normalize uh, therapy, just like we normalize going to the doctor when you're sick. Um, And so it's just a way of looking at it from a wellness lens, from Mm -hmm. a wellness perspective. And so I think that everyone can benefit from a therapist as likely and as well as they can benefit from seeing their from their doctor. Mm, mm. So um, is this a busy time or year for you? Do people um, t- typically uh, uh, come to you at, at the beginning of the year versus the end of it? Yes, this is a very, very, very uh, big time of the year, just mm. like going to the gym. You know, everybody <laughs> wants to start out fresh. So, yes, uh, lots of referrals, lots of uh, folks wanting to get some therapy just to start their New Year's uh, resolutions off right on the good foot. Oh, well, well, then I appreciate you you fitting us into your busy schedule then, because if this is anything like the gym in January, then I know you are swamped right now. Um, so let's get into uh, this New Year resolution discussion. So uh, how can individuals ensure that their New Year resolutions are realistic and attainable? Yeah, well... I kind of look at the New Year's resolution as a goal. Mm. So I think if we just keep it simple and think of it as a goal, um, I think that's the first step. But more importantly, um, when you mentioned measurable and attainable, I have an acronym that really works well. It's very, very easy to remember. So if you think of SMART, you know, we're SMART. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, SMART goal is the acronym. And S stands for specific. So whenever you're making a goal, you want to make sure that it's specific. You don't want to make it vague. Okay. Mm. Um, M is for measurable. So whenever you make the goal, you want to make sure that it's measurable. You don't just want to have a, a goal with no measurements. Okay. You want to, you want to quantify what you want to do. Okay. A is for achievable. You want to make sure that it's achievable for you. You don't just want to come up with anything. You want to make it personalized. And R is for realistic. You don't want to make a goal that's out of reach. Mm. You don't want to make a goal that everybody else is doing. You want to make it that it's so that it's realistic for you, for the individual. And T, lastly, is for timely. And you want to make sure that it's time sensitive. So if you want to do it within a month, you want to quantify that. If you want to do it within a year, you want to quantify that. So SMART is the acronym. It's real simple. And if you stick to that, you should be on your P's and Q's for attaining those New Year's resolutions. Oh, Dr. Shell, you are holding my feet to the fire here because when I said that I wanted to lose five pounds, I did not uh, uh, incorporate any any of that. So uh, for the listener at home, uh, how can they begin to uh, incorporate these smart goals into their lifestyle? Yeah, I think just, you know, day by day, you know, wake up and have an intention, set your intention for the day. Um, Also, not only just for the day, for the week, look at your weekly goals and look how much you've accomplished. And then also for the month, you know, making sure that you're accomplishing your monthly goals. Also, I think if you look at it for the year and, and have a midpoint, I'd say six months in, reevaluate and see how you're working on your goals. Mm. If you need to change them, do that. But that is something that we all should be doing daily, weekly, monthly, and also yearly. So, um, so in, uh, in your practice, are there, um, common themes at the top of the year when, when people come in looking for that, uh, therapy, looking for that self-improvement? Yeah, I mean, I think, like I mentioned, going to the gym, losing weight, Mm -hmm. those are common themes. Um, 
also, I think people just want to be healthy in general. So um, whatever that takes, decluttering the mind, the mm. soul, the spirit, um, those are common themes for the year. Um, also, a lot of people um, are doing vision boards, you know, mm. they're casting their visions. They want to, you know, work on improving themselves, their families. Um, so those are the common things and themes that I see in my practice. So the um, person that that is hard on themselves, uh, what what typically would you say to them? Uh, they 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 came to you in January and, and said that, you know, I have this New Year's resolution goal. And then they come back to you in February and say, uh, Dr. Shell, 26 hours after I came to your office, I stopped and I've been beating myself up every day until I got back here. What would you say to that person in that predicament? Yes. Well, what I will say is it takes 30 days to change a habit. So mm. consistency is a key. So we have to continue to do things repetitively um, in order to um, make that goal and accomplish that goal. The other thing that I will say is just to remain positive. I think that we're mm. so hard on ourselves. Um, and a lot of times we have these irrational thoughts. So I really uh, get my clients to really challenge those irrational thoughts and just to kind of reframe those thoughts and look at things positively. Because when we do that, it's it's just amazing um, the things that we can do when we have that positive outlook. Mm, so so then w- with that, is it easier to be negative then? It is. That's our go-to. It's easy to be down on ourselves. Um, it's easy to, you know, want to give up. Um, but, you know, the challenge is to really go that extra mile and to put in that work. Um, because the result is you're going to be happy and mm. you're going to be able to be productive and you're going to be able to be um, accomplish those things that you set out to do. Yeah. So then in in your experience, then uh, what roles uh, does self-reflection play then in the process of setting meaning, meaningful and achievable goals? I think it's very important. I think that's something that we don't do enough is self-reflect. Um, I think it's easier to tell somebody else, you know, what we think about <laughs> But it's harder to really look at ourselves, look at mm. the man or the woman in the mirror um, and really self-reflect. So I think that that is very it's a very good um, intervention, you know, just to kind of self-reflect either at night or in the morning and kind of meditate and set your intention in terms of what it is that you want to accomplish. Mm. And, and um, talking about um, uh, accomplishing somebody that uh, that that is having a problem with consistency uh, um, and and staying with something that they picked up, uh, but they really want to stick with it. Well, what would you say to them? Yeah, well, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of evaluating those exceptions. Right. Mm. So looking at the things that have worked in the past for us, um, a lot of times that is very telling and it's very helpful because we've done things in the past that worked and sometimes we just need to revisit that. So a lot of times with my clients, when they're having a hard time with accomplishing things and staying consistent, kind of looking at what's worked in the past and sometimes just retrying it or, mm. or, or doing it in a different way can help jumpstart that and, and help them change that pattern of behavior. So then um, with that pattern of behavior, uh, uh, if there was a pattern of of, um, of falling short, um, would you tell that person to continue down that avenue or what would you uh, tell them in this aspect? Yeah, well, you know, we all fall short, you know, mm. and, and a lot of times it's just a matter of trying to brainstorm. So sometimes mm. just having that other person to help brainstorm and try to think of other um, alternatives. 
um, and trying different things because a lot of times we try things that don't work for us. So yeah. sometimes we have to step outside of our comfort zones and try some different things. And you'd be amazed at, you know, the things that will start working in your favor once you try different things and, and learn new alternatives. Mm, okay. And and then uh, with uh, with with um, trying new things and, and these alternatives, then should should this um, be also applied to when dealing with setbacks uh, from past experiences? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, again, we're all human and we're all going to have setbacks. So, yes, you know. What's the one of my favorite quotes is if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Mm. And sometimes you have to try and you have to try again and you have to try with new alternatives and new interventions. Indeed, indeed. So accountability, uh, what role does accountability play in, in the process of achieving these goals? Accountability is major because oftentimes, you know, we'll say we're going to do things, but there's no accountability. So mm. I really, really like having an accountability partner, mm. um, whether it's your friend, whether it's your spouse, uh, whether it's your counselor, whether it's your coach, whoever it is, just stop having someone to check in with who you can be accountable for. And oftentimes that can make the difference because you have somebody other than yourself who is pushing you or who was expecting you to do great things. Mm. So I think that is an excellent way to stick to your goals. Uh, well, I'm going to need accountability partner uh, for myself, because like I said, uh, there's this baby gut that is growing into a adult <laughs> gut. Um, and I don't have going to the gym on my New Year resolution list. Uh, so, Dr. Shell, uh, what advice do you have for the individuals who may be juggling multiple resolutions or goals at the same time? Yeah, I think that's normal. I think that, you know, we're over ambitious. <laughs> and, you know, we're like that. We want that quick fix, that microwave fix that mm. we do something really quickly. But I think that it's important to, you know, prioritize your goals. So if you come up with three or four goals, that's fine. Just prioritize them mm. and um, think of the one that you want to start first, second, third and so forth and so on. That way you can really focus in on that one specific goal and work towards that and actually accomplish it. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, smart goals, prioritize goals. You are dropping these gems of knowledge, Dr. Shell, that I hope the listener is picking up. Uh, so um, <clears throat> for for your client, uh, for those individuals uh, that, that just have this hard time just getting out of their way. You know, like myself, I said, I want to lose these five pounds, but I have done nothing yet to lose these five pounds and I'm not accountable. So in, in my instance, what would you say to a person like me? Yes, I would say to you, get out of your own way. <laughs> <laughs> oftentimes we are in our own ways, right? Mm. We are our biggest impediments, you know? So a lot of times it's just a matter of sitting down, Again, reflecting, self-reflecting on what it is that you want to accomplish and actually writing it down. Journaling is a really good tool um, because we can see it, we can visualize it, we can read it, and we can actually go back to it and we can revisit it. Mm. So oftentimes, not just verbalizing what it is, but actually writing it down 
and having that as a visualization, as a tool that you can use to stay focused. My mom would always say uh, writing it down makes it real. Uh, that's why she's not a fan of this digital age because you can't really write anything down. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I think I really feel as though there there's a great point to that. So uh, with with individuals, um, especially the uh, ones that you counsel, are you a fan of them modifying their resolutions when faced with multiple shortcomings? Absolutely. Absolutely. That is definitely a part of the uh, realistic um, because sometimes, you know, again, we can have these lofty goals, but they're not realistic to us. Mm. So a lot of times we have to modify and we have to actually go back and we have to revisit and retry some new things. So definitely modifying goals as we go, because if we don't, then we'll can continue down that path and we won't be successful. Mm. So modifying is definitely an important component for New Year's resolutions, modifying those goals as needed. And and then how about um, when when one person achieves the goal, uh, but not the full goal, just just a, a, a small little win? Um, are you are you somebody that that uh, wants your your uh, clients to celebrate these these small wins, wins in increments. What typically do you tell your clients when it comes to these uh, small victories and milestones? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what keeps us going. We have mm. to celebrate. We have to celebrate the small wins as well as the large wins. So I definitely recommend coming up with short-term goals as well as long-term goals, because oftentimes if we just come up with these long-term goals, so let's just say, for instance, you have a goal that's set for a year. Well, that's a long time. Mm. But if you have short-term goals along the way, let's say, okay, well, every month I want to accomplish such and such until I reach my year goal and celebrate that within those months, that's going to make you definitely uh, want to stay the course. Yeah. However, if you don't have that, you know, it's it's easy to give up because it's it's taken too long. Mm. So I think celebrating those small victories along the way is necessary. It's important to stay the course. How about feelings of guilt and shame? Mm -hmm. That's really, really huge um, because, you know, coming up with a goal is a big step, yeah. you know, because you're 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 opening yourself up to vulnerability um, and when you don't accomplish that, you know, that can be really difficult for some people. So having that guilt and having that shame, you have to remember. And one thing that I will always tell my clients is to have grace and to also have mercy on yourself. Because mm. this, it's not easy. It's not easy accomplishing goals. It's not easy living life. So we have to have that grace and that mercy. If we can have grace and mercy towards others, we definitely have to have it for ourselves. Um, and know that we're human and we're going to mess up and we're going to slip, but we need to pick ourselves back up and we need to get back on course and keep on going. Yeah, indeed. Now we talked about the the ambitious and we talked about the overly ambitious, but what about the under ambitious? Uh, somebody that that has no goals, somebody that is just completely unmotivated or they don't want to make any resolutions because they don't want to fail at anything. What would you say to that individual? Yeah, it's a big step. Again, you know, 
fear of failure is one that holds a lot of people back. Mm. Um, but this is what I would say. I would say find something that you love doing. Okay. Mm. So whether it's playing video games, whether it's exercising, whether it's cooking, whatever it is that you love to do, take that and use that as your motivation. Okay. Mm. You can use it as a reward. And you can say to myself, okay, if I accomplish such and such, I'm going to reward myself with doing something that I love to do. We need to make sure that we have something that can motivate us. Mm. Okay. And oftentimes the thing that motivates us are the things that we enjoy doing. So having that reward system is a great way um, to motivate ourselves. Also thinking of the end goal, keeping the end goal in mind. Yeah. So if your goal is I want to go on a vacation. Okay. But you don't have any money and you don't have any motivation. Your motivation can be that end goal. Thinking mm. of that vacation, lying on that beach, whatever it is that you want to do. Oftentimes, having that end goal in mind will help keep us motivated and help us work through that fear to accomplish that goal. Oh, well, then, Dr. Shell, I feel like you spoke right to me. I'm going to hang up a picture of a six pack so that uh, I can I can uh, aim towards that goal. So uh, we have uh, about uh, a little over a minute here left. Uh, so how can individuals navigate the societal pressures around the concept of new year, new me? Yeah, I think keep it relative. I think that folks are always comparing themselves um, themselves to other people. Um, I think social media is big, looking at social media, seeing mm. what everybody else is doing. Keep it relative to you. New year, new me should be all about you and what it is that you have for yourself. Look at your purpose, look at your vision, look at your family, and look at what's most important to yourselves and also to your families. Don't get into the comparison because that will definitely take you down a different direction. So keeping it relative, focusing on you, yourself, and what's best for you. Yeah, I have I have uh, told folks in the past that social media it, it's much like your uh, sports center highlights. You know, you're you're getting the uh, best moments uh, uh, of a person's life, and and that that comparison could be dangerous. Doctor Shell, this was should I say therapeutic. <laughs> thank you very much uh for joining us on the spark um i, I hope that this won't be the uh, last time you are a breath of fresh air and this was great i am ready to reset my resolution thanks again thank you so much and happy new year <laughs> <laughs>